clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. There's a prayer. to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Touchdown! Now it all makes sense. Like all week through, like it was so close. I got five out of six things right, and I was like, oh my god, that's so crazy. And it wasn't that crazy. But we'll We'll talk more about Pal's picks later on. Five and one. Five and one combined. Not too bad. Though. No, not too bad. It was pretty good weeks, Pal's picks. And, uh, you know, we're I'm keeping... Always, I'm always getting screwed over by quarterbacks, man. Yep, in more ways than one. Anyway, welcome back to Simultaneous Catch. Simultaneous Catch. <laughs> My name's Josh Lapping. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. And we hope you're all having a great day. Yeah, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Hope you uh, had some stuffing. Yeah, little little break from... Whether it's school or work or whatever you're doing right now, I hope that you guys are are doing well. I'm not doing well. No? No. Why not? Because my friend's fortune was wrong. <laughs> and that makes me sad. Is that going to be your rant? That is my rant. It's going to lead into my rant. <laughs> Here we go. Rant, rave, recall. Rant, rave, recall. And I'm going to rant about the Green Bay Packers, more specifically Mike McCarthy. And okay. I feel like any... And every Green Bay fan is is feeling a similar way. Probably fans, I mean, such as yourself, you're just a fan of football, but yeah. you obviously feel a certain way about Mike McCarthy, pretty negative way. Yeah. But I, I don't want to talk about all the things that he could have been doing or, or whether or not he should be fired, which I do think he should be fired. I think he will be fired, regardless of how this run's going to go, because I feel like the organization has seen the last two years, at least, that he's probably not the guy. So, but I am going to rant because I, I'm i frustrated because when you watch the game, if you were watching the Sunday Night Football game, you saw how unimaginative the offense was. Yeah, yeah. And there were a few times when it really did play to wide receiver strengths. And I'm saying wide receiver strengths because obviously of Aaron Rodgers. And, and I, I will say this, and as a diehard Aaron Rodgers fan, a lot of the blame goes on his shoulders for certain struggles in certain games. Okay. He hasn't been delivering passes the way he has been in the past, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it's not like I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is inhuman because he's he's not. We talked about the numbers, though. We did talk about it, and they, he still had a good game. He didn't have any turnovers, didn't throw for 200 yards, which was pretty not cool. But regardless, uh-huh. he's, he's performing very, very well. But he 
is kind of going back to what we talked about very early on. I think it was maybe yeah. the first or second episode of our show is I always feel like Aaron Rodgers will put the team on his back, mm-hmm. and that's something that has not been happening this year. Yeah. Regardless, I want to be talking about this play calling right now because there were so often I, I saw just go routes. Yeah. And I don't understand that. I don't understand how you're just going to have your wide receivers just run straight down the field when there was another play where it was an in, in and out and that plays so well in Aaron Rodgers game especially with his escapability. Yeah. So why are you not creating more? You don't I mean you do have some wide receivers who are pretty fast and you have big guys. So I understand like have them go down there, try to launch it, catch it. But you have a lot of guys that are shifty, right? That are quick, absolutely. So do the in outs, do some quick slants, get them into space. Don't just be like, "Here, I need you to get past your guy, and then I'll get you over the shoulder." Right. And that seems to be happening so often. And I honestly feel like no matter what Aaron Rodgers said after the press conference, which was pretty awesome, it was pretty cool. I do feel like he's, and this is a hard thing to say, and it kind of sad. And I would actually be interested to get your take on this, but I feel like he's quit on Mike McCarthy. Hmm. I feel like, and, and everyone's talking about it, it. There's this great big debate right now about what Mike McCarthy means to Aaron Rodgers and their yeah. relationship, and like that's yeah. that stability and whatnot. I mean, they have their Aaron Rodgers' entire career. Yeah. But I don't think I just think it's broke, and I feel like. I, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers still probably... I mean, he obviously cares about him. Yeah. But I don't think he... I think he respects him as a man. But I, I don't know if he respects him as a head coach anymore. It's interesting because you... I mean, we, we talk about Aaron a lot. And you've said that Aaron's a diva. And I, I don't always know if I 100% agree with it. Okay. But a lot of times he plays things a little close to the chest. He doesn't always say how he's feeling. But... For those of you who didn't hear it, we have Aaron Rodgers' five-step plan to, to make the playoffs here. We'll play it for you. Bad right now, uh, record-wise, we're going to need some help um, from some teams. And then we got to take care of our own business. You know, we have to find a way to win a game on the road. We're going six on the road. Thanks. So we just got to <laughs> go back home, get some rest, beat Arizona, and then come back and Beat Atlanta, go to Chicago, a place we've won a number of times, beat them, go to New York around Christmas, beat them, then come home against Detroit, beat them, get a little help. Okay. First of all, he looks pretty good. I mean, he's a great he's beard. He's a good-looking dude. His I'm beard's so, solid. I'm always so jealous of his huh. beard. And the thing is, he grows it in like three days. I don't understand that. What a... <laughs> Regardless. Anyway, but I, I don't know. It's just I. I, I like, want to talk about that in a second. I do want to talk about it too. I don't know if giving up on Mike McCarthy is the right thing, but I think that he realizes because he's a very, very intelligent human being, and if people like us can see that Mike McCarthy is what's holding him back, I'm sure he knows that that's what's holding him back as well. Yeah. So I don't want to say that he's given up on him or got as sort of over him, but I think that he sees the writing on the wall just like we all do. But I like, I, I love when he gives the, those sound bites where it's just simple to him. It's like, we got to go do this and this and this, get a little help. I'm going to comment. I have a comment first and then I'll come back to that. Okay. The reason I say, I feel like he's given up on it is because in years past, and I do think, I, I do think Aaron Rodgers is a diva. I think okay. he, 
There, there's a reason a lot of people dislike Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Years past, when things have not gone the right way, Aaron gets angry. Yeah. And he lets it be shown on the field. Sunday night when third down happened and an incomplete pass, he just walked off. And I, I think he knows. He's like, there is nothing that I can do to make this offense go more. I mean, when you're throwing 20 touchdowns to one interception, regardless of how, you know, at times he's missed some throws this year and things like that, regardless of that, when your stats are flat out 20 touchdowns to one pick and you're 4-6-1, and one, you're pretty much doing all you can to help that team. I mean... In a way. In yeah. A, in a way. I mean, obviously there's there's more to it, but if you want a bottom line... So I'm real curious to see what's going to happen in the offseason. I said it to you yesterday at work. This is uh, really uncharted territory. Yeah. Because since Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter, which is the first year he played all 16 games, this is going to be the first year that he's stayed healthy that the Packers have not made the playoffs. Yep. And so I'm really curious to see what the organization does moving forward when they know that we still have this amazing, amazing quarterback who's only 34. I mean, he's not... He's not decrepit in yet. In terms of this today's NFL, it's, he's still in his prime. Exactly. So, but they know. I think this has been a prime year, and, I, and I'll say this: I don't. I feel like Aaron Rodgers can reverse this in the future, but he's not able to just solely put the team on his back anymore. Yeah. So I think they need to like. They're like, wow, we have thought that for too long, and now it's coming back to bite us. Mm-hmm. So we need to make some aggressive moves. So I'm really excited to see it in that kind of way. But yeah, those comments. I mean, like, if that, I feel like that's this year's kind of R E L A X or run the table kind of thing. And basically, it's, he's saying run the table, and yeah. he's spelling it more out more directly. I don't know if they can do it. I uh, mean, I feel pretty confident they can beat all the teams that he listed. You feel like confident that they can go into Chicago and beat Chicago? Can. I don't know if I feel confident that they will. Oh, I mean, like. But he, he, he said it, a place where we've gone and won many times before. Yeah, they have. And, you know, so, I mean, I. We talked about it week one when he said, "If you guys shut him out, we're gonna win." Hmm. If Aaron Rodgers says we're gonna, we need to do. If he looks his team in the eyes and says we're gonna do this, 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 and this, I don't know who in that locker room would be like, eh, "I don't know, Aaron." Okay, so, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like he has a way, and and you said it like quietly, kind of like rallying the troops because I mean, like that's that's pretty calm and collected, but like that's kind of a battle cry, which is yeah. I mean, I have a really weird adjective that okay. I felt when I saw that because there's also like there's a, just a moment when he after he does that he kind of just stops smiles and like looks into the camera <laughs> and I was like god that's sexy <laughs> I was like everything about that was sexy I mean he he has that like smirk about it when I said he looked up and I said he looks good and <laughs> he was like get some help and looks up and smiles I mean I just you always won't believe that a guy like that can do it. And I mean, obviously last week we talked about this where they're in a tough situation, especially with their conference record yeah. to get tiebreakers and things like that. But they're de- they're definitely not out of it. But he's right. You're going to have to get some help. I want to I wanna ask you this question, then we'll wrap this part up about the Green Bay Packers. Because I was watching NFL Total Access last night yeah. with LT, who uh, you shouted out a few weeks ago. And I, I noticed a really big discrepancy in something that I was really was like, well, this makes no sense because they were kind of like mapping out the NFC playoff picture. Yeah. And they were talking about they talked about the Packers and they said, okay, let's pretend that they really do 
Aaron goes and beats all those teams. Yeah, that puts him at nine, six, and one. Yeah. And it, everybody's like, no, that's not enough. Yeah. But then they were talking about Seattle. Yeah. And I don't remember which games they said they were going to win and lose, but they projected Seattle to win or finish nine and seven. Yeah. And they're like, that's enough for a wild card spot. I was like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all. Right. Because nine six and one would be the better right. record. You would. So how can you say no? That's not nine six and one isn't enough, but nine and seven is. I, I not. I mean, I'm maybe not they pretend, were just I'm not, not thinking. Pre- but right. But and I'm not going to pretend like we haven't had inconsistent thoughts or points before. But the NFL Network does that a lot, and I don't really like NFL Network as much as I used to anymore. No, I love. I love Good Morning Football. It's my favorite show on television, okay. obviously. <laughs> but. I just, a lot of times when they do total access or they have like their panels where they talk, other than the, the game day morning crew too, I like NFL game day morning, that whole crew with Eisen and them, you know, the okay. OG people. I don't like a lot of the new people because they don't always make sense. It, it just feels like it's a bunch of old players and personnel people who used to be involved with the NFL at one point. Well, Lindsey Rose is amazing. Who don't, okay, regardless, I'm just saying that it feels like a whole <laughs> bunch of people who Love you, were involved with football at one point, but don't really pay that much attention anymore. Okay. Just trying to get a paycheck. That just... But you're right. I mean, 9 that, like that makes the playoffs. That was like a... Per- like, I was like, that makes no sense. You were like, no, but this is enough. Is, and- if, if Seattle finishes 9-7 and seven, and the Pack finish 9-6-1, and one, the Pack go in over Seattle because they'll have a higher win percentage because... Yep. Because the tie is better than the loss. Because the tie is better than the loss. So the tiebreaker won't even matter, which would suck for Seattle. It would suck. But at the same time, excuse me. Uh, Yeah, so. I mean, what? Seattle's 7-5 though, right? Are they? I think they're seven and five, and I I guess I have their records all up right here. I didn't think they were going to finish They're six and five. They're six and five. So they're going to say they're going to lose two more games this year? That's what they said. This is one of my favorite things about the NFL.com playoff thing. You can just click it. It shows you the remaining schedule. So they they play the 49ers this week, win, and then, then at the home at home against the Vikings, that's tough. It is tough. Then they go on the road against the 49ers, probably another win, and then they are home for the Chiefs, and then home for the Cardinals. So yeah, I feel like so they, they were probably so giving the Vikes and the Chiefs, and I losses. think they beat one of them. Okay, at least one. That's ten wins. Possible. So yeah, we'll talk about the playoff picture a little bit later. That is on the docket. Nice. All right. Well your turn now so i want to uh, it's just gonna be like a mini a mini rave all right i don't have a lot about this it's okay but i just want to rave about three quarterbacks who i think deserve some raving because we i, I think and i want to make this statement i think that this year's rookie quarterback class is going to go down as one of the best in history okay i oh. think i think at the end of the, the the table especially the top five uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, there were some later round guys that I think were to step up to. You know, we haven't talked about the Steelers and shoot, what's his Mason name? Mason Rudolph. And, and Mason Rudolph. You know, it was my quarterback. The, you know what I mean? Oh, so he has. We had made a people about him all year, obviously, because Big Ben's there, yep. getting some value. Kyle Laletta in the fourth or fifth round, I believe, to the Giants, I think, can be something. Yeah. So regardless, there are other guys, but I'm talking about right now the the top five. I believe that when they go down, they'll go down as one of the better classes in history. That being said, I want to rave a little bit about Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield, who all three delivered big wins for their teams last this past week. And, you know, Lamar and Allen maybe didn't do it so much through the air, even though both of them had some big plays through the air. They, they both ran for a ton of yards on the ground. They moved the chains, and they led their teams to victories. Obviously, Baker, in terms of the stats, was the best of the three. 
and he's been on fire the last three weeks. But I just I want to give a little shout out to these these three quarterbacks, three three that have gotten a the the bulk of criticism I would say from this class coming out with Baker being you know his personality being an issue for people and being too small to some people. You know, obviously Lamar with can he be accurate enough? And the same thing with Josh Allen. Can, are they, can they be accurate? Are they only going to be mobile quarterbacks who every now and then can throw the long ball because they got these big arms? And all three of them led their teams to victory. And having watched every play from all three different games, you know, there were there were plays that, that especially Lamar and, and Allen, there were plays that they missed. Yeah. There were throws that, needed, that should have been made that weren't made. But there were also a ton of plays where you looked at and you said, this is why they're first-round quarterbacks, and this is why, if you are a fan of these teams, you have every bit of hope for your future because they have what it takes to be the franchise guys. Yeah. I think they both will be. But, they showed flashes, but it's just it was a you know it was a strange weekend of football because in, in one hand you feel like not really a lot happened, but in another way I feel like a lot of really I, I, I don't I don't think new narratives were brought forth. I think. Older narratives were reinforced this year, week. Okay. The things that we've been thinking and saying all year continued to happen, and we were like, okay, you know, that's that's what we were talking about. So, so yeah, I just not too long of a rave, but I wanna I wanna give a shout out to those three guys who delivered for their teams in a big way this week. All right, crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is our segue into crushing it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you're gonna take the lead on this one. Am I? Yeah, because okay. no, you just uh, you moved me with that with that rant or that rave, <laughs> and now I feel compelled to listen even more. Did I move you, or are you just saying that because you didn't want us to say? Well, if you just want to put yourself down like that. Anyway, so we got a guy I'm that we're having a bad day, guys. It's okay. I'm sorry. Um, doesn't believe in himself anymore, but he should because he's a great kid. We cried last week. We don't need to cry again. <laughs> Regardless, my, our, our, I don't know if you have another crush in it, but my crush in it for this week is Adam Thielen. And I I don't know where we're... I know we both had him ranked high. I think both of them were in our top five for receivers in the league when we ranked receivers. But eight catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown on Sunday night in a victory against, against the Pack. And bre- breaks... Randy Moss's record for most 100-yard receiving games in a year. That's crazy. For the Minnesota Vikings. And how? And the funny thing is, I mean, the other game that he missed it on, it wasn't by that much. So, and he's still got, what, five more games left to play? Something. So, that's just, that's awesome. And he's just, he's such a good kid, and he's a great player. He's got the right attitude. He's a great locker room guy. He catches freaking everything, yep. And it's just, I love, I love him. He's a, he's got a great name. <laughs> All right, uh, my crushing player is a player not only for this week, but he's okay. been crushing it all year, and okay. it's good for him. I'm going to uh, tight end Eric Ebron. Yeah, this is a guy, a first round labeled bust, tight end, drafted by the Detroit Lions a while back. Like 2013. Or it something. was, uh, yeah. I feel like he played out his entire rookie deal there and uh, went to Indy. Before that, plagued by drops. Uh, Drafted in 2014, the tenth overall pick by the Detroit Lions. So yeah, very high draft pedigree. Uh-huh. This year, 
Are you ready for this little statistic? Ooh. This year, he is tied for total touchdowns amongst everybody. Yep. That's not just tight ends. He's tied with 13 total touchdowns with Tyree Kill. 12 receiving touchdowns, and he rushed one in. Really? He rushed one in. <laughs> so 13 total touchdowns. That's crazy to me. Like, this is a guy who was thought to have been kind of a locker room cancer. He wasn't uh-huh. performing on the field. Wasn't I mean, he was always been touted to have this talent. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously why he was picked 10th overall. Right. Never quite lived up to him. Maybe it was the, the scheming. Maybe it was just the environment. Yeah. I mean, having Andrew Luck, I mean, nothing against Matt Stafford, but I will always choose Andrew Luck to throw me the ball over Matt Stafford. Regardless... Yeah, I mean, just good for this guy. Good for him yeah. to go to this team and and to prove to the National Football yeah. League and the world what he can be. Yeah. I'm curious to see where he goes in fantasy drafts next year. Yeah. I feel like that's um, going to be real weird. Because also, I mean, obviously Jack Doyle's out for the rest of the year, so if you have Ebron on your team right now, kudos to you. You have the guy the rest of the year now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I no mean, longer. Well, I feel like yeah, he's always been the guy, but no, no longer fighting for any sort of targets with with a with yeah, a back. Wally Cox, man. but he gets touchdowns, but not much else. Anyway, um, but yeah, that'll be very interesting to see where he would go in fantasy next year because he's people are going to think he's going to be a top tight end. It'll be really so, but yeah, crushing it, man, crushing it. All right, so I'm going to go back to a player that you were just talking about in your rave, yeah, Mr. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Now, uh, week five of our show, right after, was it week five or was it week four? Which is the week that he first got his full start? Was it four? Regardless. Yeah, because he came in well, He came in week two or three because that's when they got their, their right. win. It was, he came in halfway through week three against the Jets because when they won that game, they were 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Okay, so week four of our show, you asked me. First start. How I would think Baker would do. Yep. And I went against all Josh Lappingisms and got very super specific. Got very specific. Uh, so I said he was going to throw for 3,741 total yards uh-huh. on the season. Uh, right now he has 2,242. Uh-huh. Now if you divide that by the number of games he's fully played mm-hmm. in, that's uh, 249 yards. Uh, so if you multiply that ver- throughout the entire season that right. he's going to play, that comes up to 3,237. So right okay. now I'm about 500 yards off. What I do need to do, which I didn't I didn't put this into this calculation, and I did not include the yards he threw against the Jets. Uh, okay. So that was like 200-ish. Okay. So yeah. now we're looking at like 300 yards-ish. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll continue. I mean, this offense is exploding right well, now. Well, Baker must have heard that you were close, and he got upset that you gave him such a low number. Because Ooh. in the last three weeks, with Freddie Kitchens cooking up with this baker, <laughs> they're cooking out some steaming hot games I right mean, now. good, because I need him to get more. 65 for 88, 771 yards, nine touchdowns, and one pick in his last three games. I feel like I Freddie Kitchens did not give him a low number. I gave him a very good number. I think that he wanted a higher number. And well, he said, he's you know not what? even hitting my number well, right he's now. Well, gonna, he's going to, I mean. So I hope. He's going to do it. Also, another thing to look at is the the teams that they play. And I think it's a lot. This is something that I started to do more often when I'm making a prediction or looking at it. And I think some people just make blanket things. They don't really look at scheduling or who they're playing and stuff. Because they're going to play at the Texans next week. It's going to be tough. Which is tough. 
and then they're home for the Panthers at the That's Broncos, tough. home for the Bengals, and then at the Ravens. So they got a gauntlet coming up here. And that's why I said, and I, I remember because you asked me this a few weeks ago when we checked the Baker tracker the first yeah. time when my projection was like very close. I still, even though they're playing much better, yeah, I still said five to seven wins. Yep. Right now they're sitting, they have... They're four and six, four, six and one. Right. So I give them one to two more wins in that schedule. I was going to say, I, probably the Bengals. Yeah. And then... Maybe the Broncos on the road, but I mean, I they'll, I think they'll be underdogs. Probably we'll see how this continues. Obviously, down this right, next stretch, I don't stretch. think they'll be favored in any of these games. And maybe right, I think a Bengals they'll be, game. I think they'll probably be favored in the Bengals game. But other than that, they'll be the underdog in most of them, and they'll surprise one to two of them. Yeah, that's my belief. I believe that. So I still feel like seven wins, and I've said that all, right. all year long. Yeah. All right. It's, yeah. So uh, we'll uh, obviously keep tracking. Keep going with the Baker tracker, but I just want to share the yards with you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get more specific the next time about touchdowns and interceptions. He has not been running as much as I thought he would when That's I true. when I projected I gave him like 300 plus yards of rushing. Uh, has not done much of that. Don't I don't know, know what he has off the top of my head. That's not something I looked into. Here, I'll pull it up right now. It's that guy. Alright, thanks, Stack Guy. So, Stack Guy gave us 25 rushes for 107 yards. Yeah, so, so probably not going to get those extra 200 in the next six weeks. You never know. I mean, you don't. You know, not. he's going to break off a 98 yard touchdown run. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll tell the story at the end of the episode. Okay. Just so everybody knows what. There's we're a little tease about. for you guys to make it to the end. Yeah. We have a fun fantasy football story to tell you. All right, so Baker Mayfield, awesome. All right, the next segment we're going to talk about is we're going back to our college days. Yes! And I'm so happy. I am sad. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, one of our reoccurring, I don't even call it a segment because it wasn't, it wasn't a segment. Every week on our show. It's basically all we talked about. What It wasn't all we talked about, but every week on our show, we would go through power rankings. And what's really funny about <laughs> this is that it started off as a, I didn't know what we should talk about. And so I brought it up so that we could have like a, a stepping off point for talking and it worked. And then Josh hated it so much that I had to keep it in there because it was so much fun to hear Josh scoff at it. I hate it. So Stupid. we were thinking about what to put on the show this week and he made a joke about it. And I was like, let's do it. We're, so we're going to go through some power rankings, man. Dumb. I'm okay. so happy let's about it. Let's do it. Elliot Harrison, who we, I think we both I, like. I like Elliot Harrison. And he, he writes some things that are good. Like, I like what he writes in the little snippets, but sometimes you write the rankings are confusing. But regardless, 32 is the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. 31, the New York Jets. 30, the Raiders. 29th, the Niners. 28th, the Jaguars. Who, how how are we gonna like frame how are we like framing this? Are we gonna talk about like all of it? Are we gonna talk about the top ten? Like, cause I already I already disagree with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, should I you, should I speak up and say it, or do I just you, wait till the? Would you disagree? Like so I far? how I don't think that I would take the Jets and the Cardinals over the Raiders. Okay, I would do both of those teams over them. Because is it how see? And this is why it's not based on record because it's not. Well, I mean. The Jets are the, the Cardinals and the Raiders are both two and nine, and the Jets are three and eight. Yeah. Okay. So how do you have a three and eight team worse than the two and nine team who's doing nothing? Is it because your quarterback hasn't been? But I mean, at least he's there. And 
I would always at least they have Arizona has like young pieces where I mean you're right. I got would, rid of everything. I would take the Jets over the Raiders, but I don't know. Let's yeah. just continue. Okay. <laughs> so twenty, is, you wanted this. Twenty eighth is the Jaguars. This is great radio. Twenty uh, seventh is the Buccaneers. Okay. They actually don't move a spot after their victory. Thirty uh, eighth. Or 26th is the Giants. Uh, 25th is the Bengals, who have dropped four spots. That's fair. Um, 24th is the Bills, who moved up four spots. Ooh. His first... I gotta read, I read his first couple sentences here. Don't sleep on these Bills, who finally got some... What does ROI mean? I don't know. On first-round quarterback Josh Allen in the passing Return game. on investment. There you go. Return on investment... Uh, first-round quarterback Josh Allen in the passing game. Allen may not have been point guard on the K-gun out there in the win over the Jaguars, but he did deliver a beautiful ball to Robert Foster for a touchdown. It was a beautiful ball. All right, I like that. Thanks. Uh, so 24th is the Bills. 23rd is the Dolphins, which is interesting that they're right there because they're going to play this week. Yeah. That's fun. 20, I think it's interesting they were 23rd before. They didn't move at all. They didn't move at all, yeah. Okay. Twenty uh, second is the Lions. I would take both our teams over the Lions. I agree. I agree. Twenty uh, first is the Titans. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't like the Titans. I don't like the Titans, but twentieth uh, is the Falcons. Interesting. They've dropped three spots. Nineteenth is the Eagles. They moved up five spots. See, like I think that's dumb. I feel like they shouldn't have been ranked so lowly because they got like a close win over the Giants, and now it's like, oh, they're pretty close to the upper half. That I mean, nineteenth. Yeah. No. <laughs> the Redskins are still above them. No. No. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that. Nope. The the Browns are at eighteen. Okay. They moved up four spots. They're better in Washington. Washington is 17. How many spots did they drop? So one. They, they dropped one. They spot dropped one because they weren't loss. able to do anything on Thanksgiving because they have a backup quarterback. It says the. It says Washington showed 300 year old Adrian Peterson who can't run anymore. <laughs> it says Washington showed something on Turkey Day. Yeah, I know they lost, but this team is all sorts of banged up, and Coach Jay Gruden had Washington ready to play. Nope. Every team's banged up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gruden has kept this group together despite many moving parts, and last we checked, his team is still in a tie for first place in the East. By the end of the year, they're going to be in the last place in the East. Ooh! Thank God we did power rankings this week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, 16, we have the Broncos at 5 and 6. Yeah, okay. They moved moved up a couple spots. Uh, 15, we have the Packers. Oh, I feel like that's high. Just like right at the middle there. I feel like that's pretty high for them. It says maybe a 4-6-1 record will be too much for the Packers to overcome. If Aaron Rodgers is the best player in pro football, as so many suggest, then Green Bay should still have a chance to make the postseason. We talked about it, kind of. Yeah. Well, they're playing in Arizona next, so they might be able to gain a lot of confidence. Although, who knows? Maybe there's an upset there. I don't know. Josh Rosen. All right. 14 is Will Arizona still be number 32 after that? Yeah. The, the Panthers are 14th. They've dropped five spots. As I feel like they should. Yeah. That's, it's the three in a row. Yeah, it's three in a row. Um, 13th is the Colts. Okay. They're only up one spot, though, after their fifth straight win. It's fine. They didn't no. play super great. It's all right. 12th is the Cowboys. They're up one spot because they were 13th last week. 
Okay. 11th is the Ravens, who haven't moved. Interesting. I feel like I would take Dallas over them right now. Uh, the Seahawks are 10. Okay. They moved up to. And now we're getting to the top 10. Ninth. All right. Ninth is the Vikings. Let's see here. Okay. Who moved up one spot. Eighth is the Texans, who haven't moved. Seventh is the Bears. Okay. Sixth is the Steelers. They dropped two spots. Okay. Fifth is the Chargers. They moved up a spot. Interesting. Fourth is the Patriots. They moved up a spot. Okay. Third, Chiefs. They haven't moved. Second, Rams haven't moved. And first, Saints haven't moved. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with those top three, definitely. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't argue with the top three, but I actually would probably argue that the Patriots shouldn't be four. Where would you put them? I would I would take the... It, at least I'd take the Chargers over them. And I would also pick the Bears and the Texans over them, but that's just... Oh, so you're disregarding the Steelers? I don't, I, don't know. I don't really believe in the Steelers right now. Why is that? It's just, I know that it's this huge home road discrepancy. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about that, because it's important, and it's very evident what the difference is, you know what I mean? Yeah. If we're going to talk about that, they're not going to be a first round by team. They could be. The Chiefs are going to be a one or a two seed. Yeah, they're locked in pretty much. And they have to, and the, Steelers, the Steelers have to... Well, Jump I mean, so the, basically you're saying... The Chargers and the Patriots are higher than them, too. The Chargers aren't right now. Yeah, the Chargers are 8-3. and three. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, you're you know what I mean? you're so, right, they are. So, one of those two teams probably gets the bye over them. I know it's still I mean, still the Patriots chance. are the one. Patriots are the number two seed right now. I think so, yes. They are. Um, but they... Yeah. I mean, their their game in a few weeks is going to be pivotal. Yes. And... You're, you're right. Well, I mean, in the Chargers and the Steelers play this week. That's also on huge. Sunday night football. Yeah, which is gonna be so, a great game. It should be, hopefully, not. I point. think it's gonna be. Uh, a great game. But regardless, I'm saying that I just, if you're, they're only getting one home game. Well, they have to. Oh, I mean, if you're not, you know what I mean? Okay. Is that if they're not gonna get the buy, they're only gonna get one home game for winning the division? Because at this point, I don't think the Ravens are gonna be able to jump them. Because I don't think so, they play again, so right? They don't. They so, they've already split. But you're saying you don't think they're going to be able to be the two seed? No. I feel I like they can gonna, get the two seed. I think the Chargers are going to get the two seed. You think the Chargers are going to get yes. the two seed? Wow. I do. Well, I'm, I mean, look at this. I so, don't know. Has that ever been done ever that the one and two seed came out of the same division? That'd be really cool. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I, You're wrong. You're right. Never mind. I, I keep forgetting that the Chiefs and the Chargers are in the same division. It can't happen. Oh, okay. So, so that's only the I Patriots. I didn't think that could happen. So it's only the Patriots then. And I feel like the Steelers, if they, if they handle so, them in Pittsburgh... That could be all it takes. That's in three weeks. So the Patriots play the Vikings this week, which is a tough game. Yeah. And then they go on the road to Miami, yeah. on the road. They always play. Miami plays them tough in Miami. On the road to Pittsburgh. Then they are home for the Bills and home for the Jets to finish. And the Steelers finish out their season. They have the Chargers this Sunday night, which is huge. And they go at Oakland. Then they're home against the Pats at New Orleans. And then they Ooh, finish home against the Bengals. It's just... I'm not super confident they get a first round bye. Okay. As much as I would like them getting the bye over the Patriots. Although, <laughs> when was the last time that would. How crazy would that be, though, is the Patriots haven't played a wild card weekend in forever. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that would be crazy. As much as I would prefer that to happen, I don't see it happening. Meaning that, you know, the, the Steelers are, are going to get a six seed. So who are they going to get? Right, right now, it's the Ravens, which I guess would be big, but I don't know if they'll stay in that spot. So then you're looking at teams like the Colts or the Dolphins or. 
or the Broncos or the Titans. Oh, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna be Indy. So regardless, you know what I mean? Like they they get on, on at home against that one of those teams, and then they're on the road right again. And I just don't believe in them winning. Any That's of fair. That. So I just I'm not a, a firm believer. Okay. You know, long long lock for a short drink of water on that one. But I just I don't really like. So all of our listeners keep yelling at me for being down on the Steelers. This is your week to yell at Adam, okay? <laughs> Thank you. But regardless, I, I again, I would, I would take the Seahawks, the Vikings, maybe not the Vikings. Sorry, I would take the Seahawks, the Texans, the Bears, and the Chargers over the Pats. Okay, and the Pats are fourth. That's that's hard to argue. So. I get it. I don't know if I would take it's Seattle funny. over them right now, it, just because of. I don't know. I mean, just, like I, their defense is doing well, but I haven't seen it truly in crunch time yet. I just I believe in Russell Wilson so much. Well, I do too. And I, they're running. The anytime ball, you ask me, I know. And they're running. They're running the ball better than anybody else in the NFL right now. They're number one in rushing. Yep. Which is huge. I mean, they're back to their so what they were doing. Super Bowl you know what I mean? Which is awesome. Running years. And I don't know. I just. It's funny to me that I have the biggest discrepancies with the top 10, and you have discrepancies with, like, the bottom 10. I'm like, I don't care about them. They're the bottom 10. I'm just saying. So, I mean, like, according to power rankings, shouldn't Denver now be ahead of Pittsburgh? Because they beat well, Pittsburgh no, because it's, again. Not, it's, it's a weird formula, because it's not solely week-to-week, obviously. I mean... There's a little bit of a build-up factor, but at the kinda. same time... There is a, an immediacy bias also, and it's just one man's opinion. He says that. Yeah, that's dumb. It's okay. Well, then you know what? No, it's not dumb. Next it's just year wrong. we're doing Josh Lapping power link rankings. No, and you're doing it every week. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so wrapping us up, I might accept that challenge. Actually, you, we should. Well, we'll see. Okay. So, sort of wrapping this up. Give me the one team that you think is perfectly ranked. And the one team that you think is like the worst one that is you totally don't agree with, it's the worst. I mean, it's hard to argue against. I mean, I feel like low hanging fruit, but I'll take it. Like, it's hard to say New Orleans isn't okay. one. I well, agree that's with fair. that. Uh, I don't think it's that low hanging. I mean, it's a little, maybe medium hanging. <laughs> I mean, obviously, number one scoring offense still. Right. Uh, Drew Brees is just making things look easy. And when Drew Brees isn't making things look easy, the running game's picking up. And when the running game's doing nothing, Drew Brees yep. throws for. 400 yards. Think about it. Uh, Drew Brees threw on Thanksgiving. He threw for under 200 yards. Yep. Under 200 yards. 174. Still threw four touchdowns. Well, I mean, his, and we talk about how crazy 20 intercept, 20 touchdowns, 20 interceptions to one touchdown. <laughs> That'd be pretty bad. It would never happen. The quarterback would be pulled <laughs> for anyway. So we talk about 20 touchdowns to one interception for A-Rod, 29 touchdowns to two interceptions for Amazing. Drew Brees. It's Amazing. unbelievable. <laughs> But we've already expressed so much love for Drew Brees, so yeah. obviously. But I mean, I and I said it the first month of the NFL football season. Yep. I said, everybody relax on this defense. And you were right. So far, so good. And they're, they've always been playing extremely well against the run. And at first, people were like, well, they haven't played any talent. Then they started playing Todd Gurley's, and they yeah. contained a Todd Gurley pretty darn That's well. True, and so they've played some really good running backs and still performed really, really well. It'll be really fun to see what they do on Thursday night against Zeke Elliott yeah. and that Dallas team. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I feel like it's hard to argue against the Saints being hey, first. I it, I've, I've been saying it since, like, week three or four. They're going to win the Super Bowl. You have. That's and my pick. I, I like that. I like that pick a ton. 
Uh, which seemed to like, disagree I disagree with. Say, the any, most, anyone uh, that like really gets you fired up that that's just like not where you think they should be. Uh, can you just scroll through? Keep scrolling through it, and then like, let me see it. Don't. It so goes so the, darn fast. It's the Bears at seven, Texans at eight, Vikings, Seahawks, Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I I do agree. I think like the upper half is probably correct. Solid. I. So, I don't understand. Okay, so I'll talk about Washington. I'm pretty darn okay, well on Washington. Washington bothers me because I okay. don't see Washington going anywhere. Okay. I think they don't have the quarterback that can mask their semi-flawed running game. Okay. Because, yeah, Adrian Peterson, we talked about it the okay. first quarter of the year because he was doing really, really well. And he's still not doing poorly. Right. But now, especially since that offensive line has gotten hurt, they don't have their bookend guards anymore, which is huge yeah. because Adrian Peterson runs right through those holes. He doesn't yeah. bounce out a lot. Yeah. So they don't have that to map. Or they don't have Alex Smith, who wasn't doing amazingly. Okay. But he's still Alex Smith. He's very serviceable. He's still yeah. good. He can move the ball. Okay. So now you have Colt McCoy, who's, I mean, cut from a very a pretty similar cloth, but okay. he just doesn't have the experience. And yeah. to me, that's really huge. Okay. So when we're talking about teams, and I'll, I'll just use this as an example, and you will probably disagree, and it's fair. It could be a debate. Okay. But when you talk about a team like Tampa being so low, okay. I would still take Jameis any day of the week over Colt McCoy. Okay. Because okay. Jameis has at least shown that he can move it up and down the field at, with ease at certain times. He can score a ton of points. Tampa's at 27. Yeah, so like I don't understand how a team that's flailing right now, since Alex Smith's gone down, and even when Alex Smith was playing, they still lost games. But since he did go down, now granted it's a game and a half, but they haven't won. Okay. At least Jameis won a game. Okay. He won last week, and so I don't. I mean, I feel like those are two teams where, if we're talking about pure power, where where can they go? Where do they go from here? I think that's dead wrong. Okay. I mean, I I don't think you're stupid. <laughs> I just think you're wrong about Redskins, Washington. Yeah, first of all, I take Colt McCoy every day over Jameis Winston. Well, that's we all know there how would you never feel be about a moment. Winston. Well, okay, but even if I want to take personal things out of it, if you're looking at their their efficiency, I still think Colt McCoy is better. He doesn't score touchdowns. He doesn't throw interceptions like Jameis does. I I will, or fumble the ball every time he gets hit. I'll take scoring points and having the risk for turnovers okay. versus doing nothing. All right, all right, all right. Regardless, and, and he did throw some picks on Thanksgiving. So, week, so, so, all right. So they're at seventeen, Washington. So would you take the Browns at eighteen over them? Oh yeah, I would definitely. Would take. you take the Eagles at nineteen over them? Yes. The Falcons at twenty. Mm, if we're talking about potential, yeah, power okay. rankings. What this okay. team brings, yes. Okay. Titans at twenty-one. Oh. <laughs> if nothing else, the segment was worth it to get that sound effect. <laughs> That's my new text. That's tough. I would probably put them. Like, so now right we're getting. So now team. we're getting a little muddled. So you. Yeah. So it. But that's still like five or six teams off, in your opinion. Yes. Okay. All right. That's and I feel like because I feel like I feel like I've we talked about power rankings more than I've even wanted to. That's okay. But I think I mean, what is the definition of power rankings? What I mean, that's what true. constitutes that? Is that I mean, where like the team can go from here? Is that their like going against other teams, what they're able to bring to the table, because I feel like that really mitigates a team like Washington, who's still, they're 17, right? 17, so they're yes. still in the bottom half, but the very top of the bottom half, when I feel like after Monday night, Philly is sitting over them. Right here, the things talking about power rank is just explaining it as ranking the teams. I mean, that's literally what it says. It's just a list of 
teams broken down to one, two, three, usering with comments and factoids. Uh, are there nothing official, just ranking by... I'm about to cringe at what I'm about to say, okay? Ooh. We're coming back to power rankings next week. Okay. Only to check one thing. We're going to talk about one thing and one thing alone. Washington? Washington and Philadelphia, because I think... Depending on what the game Philadelphia is going to win. Okay. And that means... Is it in Philly or is it in Washington? I don't even know off the top of my head. Okay. But that means Philadelphia has to jump Washington, right? I mean, Washington... Okay, so it's in Philly. I mean, yeah, I, I would be really shocked if 19 didn't jump 17 because they beat and, But Okay, so if that being said, that Washington game, needs to take a pretty big step back. I right? guess, I'm, I'm guessing it depends on how the game goes, too. And I think that's the difference in the power rankings. Is okay. How they're losing games and things like that. Okay. Because when Buffalo played... Because I haven't really followed power rankings a ton this year. <laughs> You've really turned Good. me off from them. But Good. regardless, when Buffalo played... New England on Monday night, and they lost, but they played them tough. Yeah. Buffalo moved up a spot. Okay. Now, they were still down in the like low 20s. They weren't high to begin with, but they moved up a spot because they played a very good football team very well. Yeah, but so, I'm not seeing that out of Washington right now. Okay, all right, fair enough. That's we're just, look at it. I'm just saying, I'm we're not trying. I'm not trying to pick on Washington. I know, well, right I, know, I mean, we know you're not trying to pick on Washington. I just, but like that was my example I, as to I, there are two teams this whole year who you consistently been tough on, and it's the Tennessee Titans and Washington. And that, and, and I get why. I just, I'm not. I don't think I would be as harsh. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's. Uh, we've always said that I was the Skip Bayless of our group. You, you're way better than Skip Bayless. I like Skip Bayless. Yeah, Skip Bayless. Yeah. Let's get him on the show. Next segment. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, some playoff pictures. Yeah, so we kind of talked about this a little bit, but uh, the playoff pictures, I'm going to say this, and I might be wrong, but I feel like it's far more muddled than it ever has been. I don't know about ever. Ever, but it's muddled this but year. But it is. Because right But here, it's really fun because of that. Uh, so what's interesting here is that the top, the top teams for the NFC seem to be locked up with the Saints and the Rams. Yeah, yeah. You don't really think because because they're one and two, three is the Bears at eight and three. Although they do play, they play LA. They play LA they, in a they, couple don't weeks. They play both. Do they play New Orleans? Uh, that's actually a good point. Let's bring it up. No, they don't play New Orleans. Okay, but they play LA in two weeks at home on Sunday Night Football. So that'll be huge, depending on seeing where they go. But regardless, yeah. So in the NFC, we have the Saints at one, the Rams at two, and then at three we have the Bears. Four, we have the Cowboys right now, which could change because the Eagles and the in Washington are both right there. Yep. Um, and then at five, we have the Vikings at six, four, and one. And then with the six seed, you have Washington at six and five. But then you look at the muddling here. Right behind them are the Seahawks and the Panthers, both at six and five. Yep. Then you have the Eagles at five and six, the Packers at four, six, and one, and you know the the Falcons are four and seven. But a win out at nine and seven seems possible. With, uh, you know, a 9-7 and seven playoff team seems possible. So we're actually, we can actually dissect a lot of this right now. Okay. So, can let's face it so we can both. Okay. So, okay. So, I'm taking Washington out of it. Okay. Because okay. the East is so interesting because so many teams still play one another. Well, I was going to say, because they go at Philly, which... Big. They still play Philly twice. And then, and then they're home That's against pivotal. the Giants... At the Jaguars, at the Titans, and home for the Eagles. And based off of based off of that, that doesn't like obviously the Eagles are the toughest one out of all those games. I would say 
Because their division, like at Philly next week, is their toughest game remaining on their schedule, in my opinion. Okay. I don't see any how they wouldn't have a chance of beating any of those other teams. And I feel like, and you can disagree, okay, because we've already talked about okay. it. But I think the inexperience of Colt McCoy in a against, playoff run. I'm not not necessarily, but I'm looking at these defenses, and these are teams okay. I still don't okay. care about. I don't care about Tennessee. I don't care about Jacksonville, but okay. I feel like they're. Defenses will be able to that's play fair. off of an inexperienced quarterback. Okay, that's fair. So I think they can. So you're taking, we're taking them out of it. I, I'm taking them out of okay. it, mostly just because I said their NFC East run is so, still so heavy. So what? So let, let's go here. Let's let's take it this direction. So of the six teams right now in the playoff picture, you're taking Washington out. Are there any other teams that you're taking out of the picture? I think the only one else you can really take out, possibly, is the Vikings. Okay. So that's a possibly you're not okay. Let's just for argument's sake, yeah, take both of them out. Okay, who becomes the five and the six seed to finish out your playoff in the in the NFC? It's gonna and I'll do the AFC. How about that? It's gonna come down because I'm taking Carolina out of it as well. Okay, I'm taking Carolina out of the so hunt because they Seattle. still have to play New Orleans twice. Yes, I think they lose both those games, and I don't think they'll uh, win everything okay. else. All right, fair so enough. I'm kind of taking them out. So, so you're it comes Seattle? down Seattle, Philly. I think can slide up in there. Okay. Philly can still the, get Philly a wild card. <laughs> can, Philly can still win the division. Oh well, no, absolutely. I mean, because of how muddled the East is they right play, now. They're, they're home for the for Washington, then they're at the Cowboys, then they're at LA, home for the Texans, and then at Washington. So they don't have a very easy schedule to go left. They don't at all. So obviously, Philly. I mean, Dallas has the tiebreaker over Philly right now because they already uh-huh. beat them, but. That's still extremely tight. They have very and little da- wiggle room. And Dallas still has a game left against the Giants and the Bucks. And if you look at Dallas, though, if you look at their schedule, if you pull that back up, yeah. that's not an easy schedule at all. No, we're talking about Saints, at New Orleans. Which is probably a loss. At and Philly. And they're home for Philly. They're home for Philly. They'd be oh, they're, Philly yeah, Philly they're, two Sorry, ago. they're at home. But then they're traveling to take on Andrew Luck. Yeah, which is tough. I mean, they'll be playing Tampa, which will give them the win, and they'll probably beat. New York as well. Which so, is, but that's still yeah, you're right. you have it's a not easy. you have a tough three week stretch coming right, so, up here. So we're so we're, so you're saying Seattle, and then you're looking at these other teams. Which one do you think? Which is funny is we're looking at this right now. There's a team staring us right in the eye. I mean the Packers. It's definitely and <laughs> the schedule. The schedule going forward is the, and this has been a thing, and that's why it was such a big game on Sunday night. Yeah, like if really they had was. won that, I would be all about it. I'd be like, yeah, they're gonna be fine. Yeah. Because they have the easiest schedule moving forward uh-huh. based on records. Right. So, I mean, like, obviously no game's easy, but they're at home versus yeah. the Cardinals. And I feel like Arizona won't play well at Lambeau versus the Falcons. Though That's always – that's at home, too. Uh, that's always a really exciting game. And Julio always goes off in Green Bay, which yeah. is really just kind of crazy. So, I'm, I'm not calling that an easy game at all. It's going to be that at Chicago game that's I mean, going to be the a most. huge one because I think in the next two weeks they'll beat the Jets and the Lions. But you're right that Chicago and I mean Chicago's schedule is interesting too because they they have the Giants this week which I think we would all agree they probably win but then they play the Rams yeah. and the Packers now they're both in Chicago for those games and then they finish with at the Niners and then at the Vikings so see if I project this at at worst I think it's ten and six which okay. is still better than what the Packers can do at right, all right. so I mean like something would have to happen for yeah. Or for Green Bay to jump them over, but regardless, 
Yeah, I mean, it, and this is why, I mean, this conversation alone, the fact that we've been talking about it so much and yeah. like well, all the things we just delved into and discussed, that's yeah. why it's interesting because we didn't talk about the one and two, see, because you're right, those are locked right, up. because those are pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, the but, only thing that really could happen is the Bears could sneak in there, especially if they beat the Rams. If they beat Los Angeles. But, but I don't really think, I mean, uh, the, the Rams are uh, at Detroit this week, then they're at the Bears. And then they're home for the Eagles at the Cardinals and home for the 49ers. So, I mean, they don't really, I don't really sweat any of the other games. Sure. So, we'll see. But regardless. I mean, just Minnesota is going to be going in there for pretty big implications. So True. that, and depending on how Chicago goes from here on out, right. I mean, like, there could be a lot riding on that game. That's maybe true. it has nothing riding on it. So maybe Nagy doesn't play all his guys. It could be real... Real fascinating to see how that matchup goes That's and what true. that could mean for the playoffs. Although, picture. especially with that kind of team, and I'm sure, I'm sure in the coming weeks we'll have the rest versus not rest argument here. Sure. In a little bit, but I would be on the side of not rest, especially with such a young team. You want them to keep rolling and playing. That's totally fair. And we'll obviously talk about the yeah. LA matchup later, but let's take I a, even, I even talk about right. it. Let's take a let's just take a quick look at the AFC picture, which is just as jumbled. So, which is even more jumbled because. The one two seeds are so up for grabs here, yeah. Because the Chiefs are nine and two for the first seed, and the Patriots are eight and three for the two seed. But the Pats have the tiebreaker, so one loss drop, and the Chiefs don't get the number one overall seed. You're right. But then at the three seed, you have the Texans at eight and three, so one game back of the Chiefs and tied with the Pats. Uh, obviously, the Pats have the tiebreaker because of the victory, and then the Steelers at seven three and one with the four seed, and the Chargers at eight and three with the fifth seed. So, and even the Ravens sitting here at the sixth seed are, are, I mean, three games is still three games, but they're two games out of the two seed and three games out of the, so you know what I mean? Like, right. And this is, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't expect the NFC. I know you're talking the AFC. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off. Okay. To be as jumbled, but like, this is why earlier on in the off season, this past year, you're yeah. like, I really feel like Buffalo has a shot. And this isn't, I'm not trying to take a jab at you at all, okay. but I was thinking about like, this is, I expected a huge jump from the Chargers, yeah. and I expected a huge jump from the Texans. I was yeah. like, I think Buffalo will be better. Yeah. I think there's just going to be so much good competition I mean, that last year the AFC did not have. I mean, they're at the 13th seed right now. There's still hope. And while there isn't, <laughs> what's funny though is that there, what's really funny is that there have been many years where I've been like, oh, there's hope, and like, it's just a, but like, their schedule's not that tough. Where they they play Miami twice, the Jets once, and the Lions and the Pats. And obviously they play the Pats on the road. But eight eight and eight could be the sixth seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Probably not, but it could be. Um, but I mean, you still have to jump teams. You still have to jump the Browns, Titans, Broncos, Bengals, Dolphins, Colts, and then whoever would be. The I'm not worried seed, so. about most of those things. Probably not. But, but this is your division to talk about. But anyway, I mean your conference. So team. if I'm looking at this right now, I only take one team out of these playoff picture, to be honest. Yes, yeah. the Ravens. Uh huh. Um, as much as I love Lamar Jackson led Ravens, I I don't see the Colts dropping out of this because they also play. So they play at the Jaguars this week, which would be tough because it's a division rival on yeah. the road. But they're playing Cody Kessler, and I don't think they're going to stop Andrew Luck. And then they're at the Texans. That's gonna be a big game for which is huge because it could still division. be the division. Absolutely. Uh, and then they are home for the Cowboys, home for the Giants, and then on the road against the Tennessee Titans. So I'm I'm giving them a win against the Jags, a win against the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Titans, 
And so that's one, two, three, four more wins already gets in the 10, and then maybe 11, depending on the Texans. Yeah. So I, I just I think that that's the team that gets in there. And as much as I would love to see them drop off and any, every one of these other teams drop off and the Bills <laughs> slide into the succeed again, I don't see it happening. But if I'm looking at it, I it's really just based on a process of elimination because I really think right now it's just Baltimore or Indy. Sure. Because I don't – I'm sorry, the Dolphins. It's okay. I you know what I mean? Don't believe in them. I mean, uh, maybe we'd, I'd be saying differently if they had beat Indy. I'd right. Like, well, Absolutely. they've shown they can. You're right, I still though. don't know if I would put them in there, but – I, mean, yeah, and, I think and, that loss really hurt. And we're looking so. at their schedule. They have the Bills this week at home, and then they have the Patriots at home, but then they have to go at Minnesota, yeah. and then they have home for the Vikings and then at Buffalo. So it's just, they would have to, I guess they wouldn't have to win out, but they basically would probably need to win out. Sure. Because I don't, I, 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 I'm very confidently saying the Colts get 10, even though maybe, you know, maybe Dallas beats them and the Texans beat them, and then they're at 10 wins, but they have the tiebreaker. So, you know what I mean? Uh, the Bengals just lost Andy Dalton. I, I might be talking about the Bengals differently had they not lost Andy Dalton. Sure. They lose Andy Dalton. The Broncos are interesting. They really are because, you know, they've been hot in the last couple weeks and cases come on that defense. Uh, and they go at the Bengals, at the 49ers, home for the Browns, at the Raiders, and home for the Chargers. So they could theoretically win one, two, three, four in a row here and be sitting at nine and six for that home date against the Chargers week 17. Yeah, but I mean, be, I I think they lose two of those, and I don't think an eight, an eight record gets them in. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then we look at the Titans, who, you know, no, we don't, don't really believe in, Titans. we don't really need to talk about them. <laughs> you want to talk the about Browns, them? Or Browns, maybe? No, no, no because they also, have to, they also have to play the Panthers at the Ravens and at the Texans left and at the Broncos. So they have one, two, three more home, or away games, and then the two home ones aren't that easy. And then you land in the Bills. So it's just, I really think that this comes down to Indy or Baltimore. And I think that Indy just has has the hold on it right now. Because, you know, the Ravens are at the Falcons, which is not a gimme in the Georgia Dome. Then they're at the Chiefs. Yep. And then they're home for, the, home for the Buccaneers. But then they're at the Chargers. Yep. And then home for the Browns. And the Browns are no easy contest, as we've seen. And they were, Browns have already beaten this year. Uh-huh. So I'm looking at them losing against, against the Chiefs and the Chargers, which already puts them at the best record they can have at 9-7. and seven. And I I don't think the Colts have anything less than 10 wins. So I think you painted that perfectly. I, I, I Again, I would love to say that the Bills are about to ramble off. They've won two straight. I would love to say that they're going to finish this year on a seven-game win streak, be 9-7, and seven, and sneak into the playoffs. But it's just... It's unrealistic. Yeah. So before we uh, wrap this segment up, no. you just uh, painted your your AFC yeah. uh, playoff picture. Okay. I want you to go into a little more detail about uh, something I feel like you mentioned, but I want you to go okay. into a little more detail about yeah. what happens in uh, in the West there with those those Chiefs and those Chargers. Yeah, so obviously I messed this up because I forget that they're in the same division, but <clears throat> yeah. Melvin Gordon being out is huge. Okay. Because I was really riding high on the Chiefs were going to drop off a little bit here and that the Chargers were going to take over. All right. But we were diving deep diving into schedules here. The, the Chiefs get to most likely get a win in Oakland on the road this week. And then they're home for the Ravens, which is not an easy one, but we probably think that they win that one. And then the home date against the Chargers is big. Yep. In, I believe that's week 15. 
and then they're at Seattle and home for the Raiders. So I think Seattle beats them. Okay. I think the Chargers beat them. Ooh. I felt way more confident in that when Melvin Gordon was there because Melvin Gordon's such a huge part of their team. He could be back by that game. But and it, but you look at the you look at the Chargers here at Pittsburgh this this Sunday night, which is huge. Yeah. Huge. And then at the and then and then they're home for the Bengals at the Chiefs, home for the Ravens, and then at the Broncos. So it's just it seems that you think that they that they should should beat there or could beat or you feel good about that. They're on the road for. And then, the, and then the teams that are are tough contests they're going to be on home for, but it's just I want to sit here and say the Chargers are going to get the get, get a first round buy. I don't know if I feel comfortable saying that right now. Okay. So I don't want the Pats to get a a, a first round buy, <laughs> but I don't. I'm not really confident in the Steelers. So I just it'll be interesting because the Steelers still play the Pats, the Saints, and the Chargers. So. That's tough. See what happens, but uh, I think we're in for a photo finish here, at least at the bottom half of the playoffs. For the, at least for the five and uh, five and six seed, for for both, but definitely for the top seeds in the AFC as well. Yeah. So, see what happens. All right. Whew. Playoffs are just around the corner. They are. We're about to hit November or December. Yeah. November is coming to an end. Thanks. You almost too. Well, we'll talk about that uh, (laughs) later on. But yeah, so ready for some cold reads? Yeah. Ooh, that was not convincing at all. Because I literally just blanked on what my cold reads were. Oh. (laughs) Need to go to take a time out here. No, I need to. I I thought I I thought I had it written (laughs) down. Let me give me a second. Um, this is where we're going to insert our ad. Well, actually, for the, those of you who weren't listening... Oh, no, no, I got it. I got it. All right. Oh. I'm doing my cold reads first. Okay. I'm doing them back to back, and that's how we do them. Okay. So, the first cold read. Somebody tweeted at Max Kellerman, who's one of the co-hosts of ESPN's First Take. Yep. He said, at Max Kellerman, about your hero, the great Aaron Rodgers. Your claim that he is the GOAT when was the last time that Tom Brady started a season 4-6-1. Anxiously, re- anxiously awaiting your retort, to which Max Kellerman said, "Swap the quarterbacks. Which team gets better?" Okay. There's your cold read. Oh, New England. New England gets better. That's easy, and yeah. that's always been. I mean, obviously, we've always debated the yeah. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady yeah. debate, and I still you can't you can't take anything away from well I mean you can because if you want I mean, to bring up the cheating things and against Tom Brady <laughs> and whatnot but I mean obviously he's won five Super Bowls five Super Bowls he has one for each finger but it's always been if you give Aaron Rodgers a Bill Belichick especially with that defense which for the longest time so let's let's disregard this year which is okay. kind of hard yeah. but it's been Aaron Rodgers and I said in the beginning of the show Aaron Rodgers put the team on his back. Yeah. So if you have a defense like a Bill Belichick defense and you have Aaron Rodgers carrying anybody on his back, yeah. that's scary and yes. that's terrifying. And and this I mean, is you give Aaron Rodgers Rob Gronkowski something like, and you know even starting with Shaw as a rookie but he's been great. Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. We're talking about so kind of just I like that this question because now I feel like we're tying I'm tying a whole bunch of things in from the show. So yeah. we're talking about this AFC playoff picture yeah. and 
it's pretty complicated and it's pretty high win totals. Yeah. It hasn't always been like that. It's yeah. always been the Pats, Steelers maybe up there pretty high too. Yeah. And, then and then maybe maybe like a random team did well that year. Right. But it's and but the NFC has always been this is gonna be a high team and this is a high team and this is a high team. Like it's been much more fierce. Yep. And so to see like what the Packers have been able to do those yeah. years where they were always consistently at least eleven and five. Yeah. 12 and 4, yeah. 10 and 6 at the worst. Like right. the year that Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, like they still went 9, 6, and 1, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, it was 8, 7, and 1 because it was a losing record. I'm pretty positive. I can't but remember. there was a tie, and that's yeah. how. Regardless, yeah. I mean, you put Tom Brady on the Patriots right now. On the Packers. Right? I mean, yeah, on the Packers right now. He's getting sacked all the time. We've already right. seen, and not to say like New England's offensive line is great, mm-hmm. but. It's it's not, yeah. and I'm not saying it's it's leaps and bounds better. But Aaron Rodgers has been playing fierce fronts that yep. have been beating him up, and we've seen that's the key to beating Tom Brady in the past is when a team like the Tennessee Titans is able to yeah. beat him up. But he'd be facing a lot more of that. Absolutely, he'd be facing less. Uh, he'd be having less shifty wide receivers, and even more than that, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. This isn't even. This is McDaniel's, and it's interesting that you asked me a few weeks ago whether or not I wanted McDaniel's to be yeah. the head coach. But he's playing to his strengths. He's yeah. playing to Tom Brady's strengths. He's yeah. not saying seam routes just go and you're gonna hit Julian Edelman. He's like, I'm gonna get Julian Edelman, a right. short, shifty little dude, into space, and he's gonna do the work. Right. If you let Aaron Rodgers do that, Aaron Rodgers would have like. Uh, Four thousand plus yards right now, yeah. and yeah. So I and we don't have to get too much to this, but to all the Aaron Rodgers haters out there and the Tom Brady idolists, shouldn't it be that? Shouldn't shouldn't the, the debate be this simple? Shouldn't it be swap the quarterbacks, which team's better, and end there? It's really interesting. You know, I mean, we can go on for that forever, and I don't want to, but I just thought that was a great comment that Max made. I love Max. Swap the I feel like I he's, he's a very calm... I mean, compared to... Stephen A. Smith is so fiery. I, mean, I feel like, like Max is always very... It's a nice a whole, pairing. He's composed. Yes, it's a nice pairing. But, I mean, he's just... He's very he's a very smart guy, and I like the points that he makes. So, But again, that was... as that. So, and my, my other cold read... You know, I'm just going to do it anyway, even though you know what it is. Because I, I really wanted... To, I really <laughs> wanted to hear... So... Uh, for any college football fans out there, uh, Jim Harbaugh, one of our favorite coaches, lost to the Ohio State Buckeyes this past weekend. Which I don't, I don't gross, say he lost. Hate the Buckeyes, but he got destroyed. Destroyed. But that being said, my cold read, and Josh kind of guessed it at the beginning, which I was so mad about, but <laughs> the cold read is this simple. Does Jim Harbaugh coach again in the NFL? Does he coach for? Yeah, I think he does coach again in the NFL. I don't think this that year? means he coach. Don't think that means he coaches this year. Okay. I think Michigan's gonna. I mean, I I I can't remember. I was reading this a few weeks ago. He doesn't have a huge contract in Michigan, but yeah. it's not like it's up this year. I think it's like yeah. a few more years. But I think they're I mean, gonna. He's been there for four or five, and I think it's. I think this is his fourth year. Okay. And I think they he hasn't gotten them where they want to be. No. Especially and I mean they were having a great year, but they're having a great year this year. This year, especially, yeah. years past hasn't been as as noteworthy as this one. Yeah. But even more so than that, we know Michigan, each year they set out to beat Ohio State. Yep. And he's never done it. Nope. And that's kind of odd because I'm like, 
yeah, this is a great coach, and we want him to come to the next bigger level. And the reason he's going to do it is because he can't beat a college <laughs> team, which is it's really kind of backwards I mean, in a lot of way. nuance to that, but you're right. right. So I feel like Michigan will give him one more year. I feel like he's going to be able to come and prove whether or not he can do it yeah. again next year. But if he doesn't, if the team, especially after seeing how this team's performed, and it's a relatively young team, yeah. I don't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of talent leaving yeah. for the next level this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely positive on that because I haven't, I don't follow college as closely until the NFL offseason yeah. where I like really delve into college tape and players and whatnot. Right. But as far as I know from the little I've seen, there's not a whole lot of like key players being like i'm a junior I'm, I'm not sure somebody could fact check me and i could be wrong okay to my knowledge though there's not a whole lot leaving so he's okay. still gonna have this talent because this the reason i'm saying this is because this is the finally like the talent that harbaugh recruited so yeah. like they're getting into Just those years together, right yeah. so he's gonna have a little more time to prove that but if he doesn't if it takes a step back where like compared to this year the numbers aren't as good wins yeah. losses but especially if they continue to lose, lose, excuse me, to key, I'll just call them rivals. Even, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're gonna be like, you're not the guy okay. to get us there. So as much as I would love to see him come and coach the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen this year. Okay. All right. I do feel like another Harbaugh brother might be in Green Bay. We'll be. I'll we'll be see what happens. That would be fun about that. Yeah. So my cold read. Uh, this is something that we've talked about numerous times but just a little new added spice to it right now so okay. talking about once again bruce arians yeah former head coach interim coach of the indianapolis colts mm-hmm. head coach of the arizona cardinals retired is now commentating college football games like we were just talking about but he once again doubled down saying cleveland is the only team i will talk to which basically to me sounds like Cleveland, if you come talk come to me, get me. I'm, I'm taking your job. Come get like, me. Like, why would you say things like that and then be like, you know what, never mind. Like, that's basically, you're right. He's saying, come get yeah. me. So let's talk, though, about Cleveland is doing pretty darn hot right now with Greg yeah. Williams. Yeah. Offense is exploding. You yeah. said uh, Kitchens is Freddy Kitchens is pairing up with a baker, and they are making baker's dozens. There you go. Uh, so with that being said, though, is Greg Williams playing himself into the head coaching spot and... Should he be this, the head coach? This is so hard because I, and I'm obviously it's happened before, I can't remember in recent history a coach that, an interim coach that coached his way into the job at the okay. end of the year. Most interims don't get it at the end. You're right. Usually, you know, more often than not, interims become coaches elsewhere. Yeah, they become coaches elsewhere. So I think... Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens have themselves jobs elsewhere, but I think uh, I, that. I think that uh, shoot, I'm forget, I'm blanking on on uh, Cleveland's GM. He was the Kansas City GM. Uh, Haslam. No, the, Haslam's the owner. Oh yeah, sorry, you're right. I'm I don't blanking know. on on his name. Yeah, me too. R- regardless, I I think that that he gave Hugh a shot because he, he he tipped his head to continuity and said, "Let's just see. This is your third year. Let's see if you figure it out." And he didn't. And so now he's like, I'm going to go get my guy. And Hugh put together the staff that was here. And it's, it, no matter how great they do, I think he's going to he's gonna go and get his guy. And I think that he sees what Bruce Arians is saying. And I think if you're a smart guy, you look at that and say, Bruce, how much do you want me to write this check for? Here it is. Because – and, and even, even though Baker is really not the kind of quarterback that, that 
Bruce Arians has been known to have with Carson Palmer and, right. and Big Ben Roethlisberger, the Andrew big Luck. the Andrew Luck, the big, tall, physical, strong arm guys. I I just I it's so exciting to think of what Bruce Arians can do with that offense. It's just it's unbelievable. So if I am the Cleveland Browns organization right now, I'm sitting there and saying, "Look, Greg, Freddie, you guys done a lot for us, and we appreciate it." And we will give you the, the, the most glowing recommendations anywhere else you want to go. But we have a future Hall of Fame coach wow, that wants to come praise. that wants to come and coach for our team. We're gonna go get him. Okay. I mean I agree with you. Okay. I, I'm not gonna argue. Right. Like I think you go and get Bruce Arians as well. Yeah. But I think <laughs> what you do as the front office is you say as hard as you can. Yeah. Maybe not so much with Freddie Kitchens. I feel like that could be difficult. But you say, Greg, we're going to bring in this guy. And if you stay here with this team who obviously cares about you so much, they rally around you, they respect you, and you get the best out of them. If we get Bruce Arians and you stay our defensive coordinator and help out, we're going to be one of the toughest teams to beat. And they could be next year. I feel like you, if, if you get Bruce Arians, the best thing you could do other than that is keeping Greg Williams. Absolutely, and I, agree. I don't think that's necessarily possible. Well, I don't but, even know about that either. Because, I mean, I, because the reality is there are a lot of people who will still be a little bit hesitant to give Greg Greg Williams a, a head coaching job. Yeah, but the, I guess it depends on. I think a big key factor of this goes back to a cold read we talked about last week, yeah. and it's how many head coaching vacancies are there? Right. But the other thing, and this is crazy to me that we're that we're gonna say this is every year Cleveland somehow wins the offseason or does something really great. They're like, oh Cleveland. But every year everybody's always like they're they're like two to three years away, two to three years away. If Cleveland gets the right coaching staff this offseason, they could it could be next year. They could win this division next season. And I feel like that's a key reason why they need to keep some of the yeah, and you're right, and I agree with you. And I and, and obviously, if Arians is the guy, I don't think he keeps Freddie Kitchens as his offensive sure. coordinator because Bruce is the offensive guy. Right. Um. It, I, I believe he. I believe he was the play caller through most of his years in his other head coaching job. Right. And I, with, with Arizona, wasn't he? The, I know at least the first handful of years. He was. So, but regardless, I mean, he's known for that sort of thing. So I just, I, I unfortunately. I think, you know, obviously Freddie gets a job somewhere else. I mean, after the production you're having right now. Sure. But uh, I'm sure Jacksonville will need somebody. <laughs> um, but regardless, I would love it, and I would be such a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> so my last question, this one might, that, that was my main question. I was real curious because I feel like that's just so, so fascinating. Yeah. Oh, this isn't even, this just irked me, though. And this isn't even the cold read. Okay. I, it was kind of my cold read last year or last week, last year. But I want to come back to it. It wasn't even a cold read. It was my, like our recap thing. More, there are being more and more reports and people talking about how Hugh Jackson was brought in to Cincy to take over. And that bugs the crap out of me. So I'm not going to be like, should he do it? Because we both know how we feel about that. Regardless. That's do you have annoying. something to say on that? That's that is annoying. annoying. That's what I want to say. That that's annoying. And somebody about. new needs to be in Cincy. They need a little bit of an overhaul. Don't understand if people are talking about it. Regardless, my second question, and this one is a little bit lighter, and I want you to really be unbiased with this okay okay so we have gone off numerous times on Jalen Ramsey yes numerous times yes but after the game on Sunday he walked up to Josh Allen Mm -hmm. and gave him what looked like 
hey, congrats, good job. And Josh Allen was like, eh, eh. Was he? Yeah, he was not receptive. I thought kinda, he shook hands with Kind of brushed him off. I mean, he might have shook hands, but it wasn't like, hey, thanks. Okay. It wasn't a mutual thing. Okay. I just wanted to know how you felt about that. Okay, so... Because I can see it both ways. At first, I was like, you know what? I hate that. And then I was like, hang on. Do I want to get your opinion? This is interesting because I watched his the Ramsey's press conference afterwards when they, it was. And he was still kind of insulting. What was Ugh. funny is they pressed him again and again about, do you still think he's trash? Will you still call him trash? And Jalen would not own up to it. And that's what bugged me is that he was he was like. For the most part, he was like, yeah, he, you know, he beat us. He, he led the team. He was like, he did most of it with his feet and like all this stuff. And he kept saying like, oh, he was, he ran on the ground great and all this stuff. And I was like, can you just say, okay, he beat me the end. And that's what bugs me is that I don't think Jalen's a bad dude. I, I think he's a good guy. He just, he just can't stop himself from running his mouth at times and okay. things that I don't think all times he really understands that well, because clearly every quarterback that he's trashed this year has beaten him. Okay. So, but my biggest thing about Jalen is that you got beat. Own up to it. I'm happy. I, I'm I'm happy that he went to shake his hand. I don't really care, honestly, what what Josh's reaction to it. Short of Josh completely ignoring him. Okay. I don't really care if it was just a little shrug off because who are you? You call me trash, and all of a sudden I'm the one who has to embrace you and give you a hug and swap jerseys with you. No. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. But I just he beat you. I don't. I don't care that he only had like 180 passing yards and a touchdown. There were a couple times where he clearly beat you in coverage with throws. There were there were throws that were called back from other penalties where he still beat you with throws. So he bested you. He clearly wasn't trash. Maybe he wasn't Hall of Fame or whatever. Say, you know what? I was wrong. He's not trash. Is that so hard to say? I didn't answer the question. What was the question? I mean, you you did, but you went off on a completely different (laughs) Well, it's because because here's the thing. It's it's funny you (laughs) asked me because on my break today at work, I watched this video where they were pressing him again and again about this, and he just wouldn't say it. And I'm like, dude, just answer the freaking question and move on. It's You're not allowed. Okay, I guess you're allowed. But it's totally <laughs> – you, you want to know what's trash to me? Here's the rant for you. What's Ooh, trash to me is that you're going to run your mouth on all your fun opinions when your team is 3-1 and one, just beating the Patriots and you're and, or you're in the offseason having got all these pieces thinking you're going to the Super Bowl this year and you're going to run your mouth. But now that you're 3-8 – and eight, Next question. Next question. Grow up, Jalen. Sorry. That, that makes me so mad. How is that fair? And then how are you going to whine about the media t- you know, taking advantage of players and, and blah, 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 blah. They're asking you a straightforward question and you won't answer when you're offering us information we didn't even ask for in the, pre- in the preseason. Sorry. Go Bills. <laughs> are you okay? You need a hug? Yeah, so at first I was uh, I was like, come on, Josh. I mean, yeah, no, I... let me talk. You... Sorry. God, I've got to talk in like 16 minutes. First I was like, come on, Josh. And then I was like, be the bigger man. Like, you, you bested on the field and now's your chance to like put the ultimate insult into me. Like, you know what? I don't care what you said. But then I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I feel like if that was me, I would have done the same thing. There's such a human humanistic <sighs> aspect of that being like, you know what, you were a total jerk, not to my face, because 
I doubt they've ever probably ever talked before that ever face to face. But it was just like, yeah, I bested you and now get the heck out of my house. So I understand. At first I was really upset, yeah. but then I was like, let me rethink that. And I mean, leading up all the way to the season, leading up to the matchup, they asked Josh many times about it, especially this week. And he said the right things. He was like, I don't really care what another guy on the team says. This is about my, me and my guys, and we're going out there to win. So, I mean, he said the right things all week. So, Good. I'm with you. I, I, I want you to have that moral high ground moment where you're the better man. But if you say all the things leading up to that moment and you beat him, you've earned your one shake-off moment of, sure. get out of here. <laughs> I understand. Oof. Yeah. Dang. Good episode. Let's do some pals picks. Pals picks. Oh, yeah. All right. So. What a week. Friends Fortune. I was so close. I'm pissed. But because you were wrong, we are once again deadlocked. Here we go. 17 and 17. <laughs> also, it's incredible that we, we give all these incredible games and we're 500. I'm proud of us. Uh, Yeah, okay. Whatever. I'm disappointed. Regardless. Whatever. I feel like that's... Shows a lot about ourselves. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, so I uh, went 3-0. Adam went 2-1. Pretty darn good. That was a lot better than uh, we've had recently. Hey, you told yourself that on your bye week you were going to collect refocus. your thoughts, refocus, and you came back. I did. So uh, let's let's keep that momentum rolling and see what we uh, do with week 13 of Pals Picks. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to ask you first? Sure. All right, I am going to ask you some tough ones. Actually, ironically, do you not think any of these are tough? In every there, there's there's one game that's tough for me. Okay. In every week that we've had pals picks, I've never felt so confident in a three and zero record. All right. Well, here we go. The New Orleans Saints, Elliot Harrison's number one team. Yep. Traveling to take on the red hot Dallas Cowboys. The number twelve team. In Dallas. Tell me how that game goes. This game's tough for me because it's in Dallas, but the Saints are going to win. Tell me why. I think that the Saints just continue to roll. I think that even if Zeke gets what he's going to get, I don't think that they outscore Drew Reese. Because even if Zeke gets what he's going to get, even though of late the Cowboys have shown more efficiency in the red zone, the Cowboys normally stall out and get field goals, and you don't get field goals and beat Drew Reese and the Saints. It's just that simple. I will uh, add a little more fuel to the fire just before we move on. Dallas has said, and there could be an argument made for this. We could have talked about this, but I wanted to save it for these conversations right here. Dallas has said that the Saints O-line has not played a defensive front like This is very true. Drew Brees, the way to beat Drew Brees, beat him up. I mean, yeah, I agree. But I just, I think that there's... the Saints have a counterpunch to every single person's uppercut, okay. which is incredible to me. Because yeah, they—it's true. They're gonna Drew Brees is gonna get sacked a couple times in this game, but then they're gonna be honestly, he may not even because I think Sean Payton and Drew Brees are so smart. They're gonna be like, yeah, this defensive front is great. You know what we're gonna do? Dump the ball off to Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara all day long, and then just when we lull you into holding off a little bit, play action deep, Michael Thomas touchdown. You're done. I feel so confident in it. There we go. All right. Let's go to uh, game number two. The 
Also red hot, Cleveland Browns taking on the uh, recently on an eight-game win streak, Houston Texans. See, I feel like you're just going to keep giving the Browns to lull me into an emotional pick. <laughs> you're just trying to get me, because you've gotten me once or twice on it. I have. And last week you were like, oh, I got you, but I got you because I got it right. Was but that the, the Seahawks? Yeah. Game? No, I, the, you gave me the Browns last week, didn't you? I gave you Browns at Bengals, which was just clearly all personal for oh. you. I actually said it was personal for you because you were like, I love the Bengals. Yeah, anyway, the, I'm sorry, Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> the food you cooked up this week is going to be as good as the past couple of weeks. The Texans are going to win their ninth straight, and they're going to be rolling, fighting for one of those top seeds. All right. I agree with both of these picks thus far. Mm-hmm. Let's get to one that I feel like is interesting because I have no idea because I don't like either team. The New York Jets traveling down to take on the Tennessee Titans. And I think it's possible Darnold comes back this game, but even if he does, this, the Titans' defense is too good for whatever quarterback plays, and they're at home. And even though I know you don't like, really like the Titans, and I like them more than you do, I just I, I just believe in that team to just harass whatever quarterback's going to start, and I think Marcus takes care of the ball long enough for them to score enough to win. So. All right. And I, I will have to say that I think that, because it was my turn this week to pick the games first, because we, for the, for our listeners, we swap every week so that we're not always being able to pick all the tough games for the person. It was my turn to pick this week, and I think I gave you like three of the toughest games. <laughs> so, let me bring it up real quick here. All right. We have three tough games here. The first one, we're just going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do our teams here. Buffalo traveling to Miami. Four and seven versus five and six. I think whichever one loses this is loses pretty much the rest of their little ray of hope of a playoff berth. But yeah, I think Buffalo is going to win the game. All I right, think Miami <laughs> is just too beat up. All right, especially uh, on the offensive line. Uh, okay, I don't. I'm I'm exaggerating because I do. Yeah. I don't know any wide receivers they have anymore. They're all gone. <laughs> They're all gone. Uh, Kenyon Drake got beat up yeah. uh, against Indy. Uh, yeah. They're saying he should be able to play, but he's not going to practice all week, which is uh, tough. That's, yeah. Uh, I feel like Kenyon Drake would be a huge component of beating Buffalo. So yeah. even if he does suit up, I don't think he's healthy. I think he was hurt going into the Indy game. He scored a couple touchdowns, but didn't really do much other than that. Yeah. And I feel like they're just there's just too much injury stuff happening in Miami for them to overcome okay. the defensive talent of Buffalo. Okay. With that being said, I feel like Xavier Rhodes is going to continue to prove, not Xavier Rhodes, excuse me, Xavier Howard yeah. is going to prove way back when we talked about our top corners. I was like, this guy's really good. And you're like, yeah. He was in my top 10. He wasn't in yours. I don't think he was in your top 10. Yes, he was. Uh, <laughs> picked off Andrew Luck a couple times. I think he's going to make a couple plays against Josh Allen, which will be fun. But okay. I feel like when... 60 minutes, hits down to zero. Buffalo will have a better score. All right. Baltimore and John Harbaugh have a quarterback decision to make this week. They definitely have and a big decision. to the Georgia Dome to face the Atlanta Falcons. And that's huge. That is huge for me because it, it'll really affect a lot of things. But either way, I'm still picking Atlanta. I'm okay. still picking Atlanta, especially at in at home when they're in the Dome. This is a team where coming off Thanksgiving, anybody who watched that game was like, wow. Maybe if they didn't watch the game, they were like, wow, this is an awful team. If they watched the game, they're thinking, wow, this is a relatively okay team that just does a lot of poor things at the worst possible moment. How many times can you fumble in the five-yard line 
and it's just ridiculous. Regardless, I mean, obviously, like you said, the big key here is the quarterback decision because Harbaugh, I mean, the organization has a lot invested in Joe Flacco, and I feel like he's kind of proven throughout time that he's their guy for this year at least, so we'll see. But even if it is Lamar Jackson, I feel like Lamar Jackson's the kind of quarterback that can like make some plays against that defense with how, yeah. how beat up it is. I'm really curious to see whether or not middle linebacker Gian Jones finally is able to play in this game. He's mm-hmm. been activated off injured reserve. He just hasn't played yet. He's been activated in the last two games. Hasn't suited up yet. Yeah. That could be really huge. But the thing is, even if Lamar goes, his inefficiencies thus far in the passing game, I think is going to be the key. Because I just I do feel like Atlanta's going to score some points, and I don't know if Baltimore will be able to keep up. All righty then, Atlanta at home. And the toughest game of the week, the Chargers traveling into Pittsburgh to yeah, face the Steelers. This so one Sunday is night tough, football. and I've been thinking about it all day, yeah. and I have no idea where to go. Okay. Because I'm truly conflicted, because my mind says to go with the Steelers. Right. My heart says to go with the Chargers. Okay. I I believe in Phillip Rivers. Okay. And I think, yeah, the loss of Melvin Gordon hurts yeah. in a lot of different ways. But you have Austin Eckler, who is a... Really good little scat back oh, who's it. already scat backs have shown against the yeah. Pittsburgh defense that they can make a lot of things. That's true. And so, yeah, Melvin Gordon went down early in the third quarter yeah. of the game against Arizona. And it's Arizona, who actually I, I don't think has a bad defense. I don't think they have a no, bad defense at all. They have pieces. Phillip Rivers completed 25 passes in a row. 25 of 25. I think he's going to be fine. And I think those weapons, I think this is going to be the better weapons that he's had in years past when when Melvin Gordon hasn't been playing the way that he has been. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Williams is turning it on. I think right. Keenan Allen's really going to pick it up in the absence of this. All right. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with the heart. I'm going to go with the go heart. I'm going to say Chargers. the Los Here Angeles Chargers travel across the country. And so, you said Los Angeles. <laughs> so, yeah. So, just so everyone's aware, if anyone's listening from work or whoever always yells at me, Adam was also down on the Pittsburgh Steelers in this episode. All right. If you're listening and you're the one that gets mad at Josh all the time for all this, <laughs> I, I have a fu- I have a couple people that have yelled at me. I'm also it. picking the Chargers this week. Yay! I agree with all of Josh's picks. Do you really? Yep. Wow. Are you just so, saying that to no, little Amanda? No, I agree with all your picks. Even you're going against Lamar. Yep. I love mark? Lamar, but I also feel like they might go Joe. So they've but- they've. They've said this week, and obviously it's only Tuesday, but they've yeah. said they might go like quarterback by committee. Which and is stupid. That's weird. I've never seen it. I kind of want to see it just to say <laughs> I have seen it. But I feel like it would be a recipe but for Regardless, to recap, I went Saints on the road against the Cowboys, and then I went the Texans at home against the Browns, the Titans at home against the Jets, and then Josh went Buffalo on the road in Miami, Atlanta at home against the Ravens, and the Steelers losing at home against the LA Chargers coming into Pittsburgh. Oh man! Big week in pals. So picks. we'll see. We're both gonna go three and zero and improve to twenty and seventeen. Well, you just stole my friends' fortune. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I'm gonna get the heck out of here All and right. let you do your friends' fortune. Okay. So we've only had this year one head coach rivalry. We've been talking about head coaches and vacancies that we believe will be there, and yada 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 for the last couple weeks. So. And we saw down in in Jacksonville, the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, got fired. So, my friend's fortune for this week is simple again, but it's going to be by this time next week, by the time we record our episode next week, two 
more head coaching jobs will have opened up. There will be two more firings in the NFL. We're not going to pick which ones they are, um, but you will see two teams get beat so convincingly that their front offices are prompted to make early season All right, it is me in the room. Adam is out. I have a listen to your friend's fortune pile, and I am going to repeat it now. No, just kidding. I don't do that. But I hope you react strongly when you hear that from me. My friend's fortune going to that Sunday night football game we just discussed. The injury to Melvin Gordon is obviously a big deal. I said that, but uh, talking about Keenan Allen, I shouted him out when I was talking to Adam. I think Keenan Allen, who has been in some ways a disappointment, uh, maybe coming off of the end run last year, but I think he's silently having a really great second half run thus far. And I think Melvin Gordon being out on this pivotal game against the Steelers is going to be huge. My projection is Keenan Allen is going to catch at least 12 passes against this Pittsburgh defense in what I expect to be a shootout for over 100 yards, and he's going to score at least two touchdowns. All right, here we go. Let's get Adam back in. All right. Episode 13. In the books. Heading into week 14 of the NFL, right? No. It's always... Is that backwards? It always coincides. Does it really? Yes. We're smart. (laughs) (laughs) Week 13. There we go. Heading into week 13. Regardless, we hope uh, you've enjoyed the episode. Absolutely. And as always, like, follow, share, comment, ask us questions, let us know if you want to be on the show, check out pocketpodcastnetwork.org that we're on. Yeah, there's lots of fun things on there, including us. So if we're on there, you know it's high-quality entertainment. Oh, hell yeah. With that being said, that's the first time we've said that in 13 weeks. With that being said, uh, enjoy week 13 of the NFL football season. If uh, you're living in the north northern part of the country, especially the northern east, uh, be careful out there in this winter storm that we've been experiencing. Stay and warm. Yeah, enjoy some football. Make sure you wish Josh Lapping happy birthday on Monday, December 3rd. Well, now, as soon as he's going to my uh, Thanks for listening. God bless everybody.